0: Everyone and welcome or welcome back. I forgot to mention this last week, and I didn't realize it until I had already published last week's episode. But I still wanted to say Happy New Year, and I hope this year is better than whatever's been going on the past few years. I don't really make New Year's resolutions, and if I did, I never really followed through with them. But I think that I want to try to be more optimistic this year. I've always been a very negative and pessimistic person. About pretty much everything. And as the years go by, it's just getting kind of redundant. It's just getting kind of old, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I'm starting to fully realize that it's really not doing me any good, or anyone around me for that matter. And it kind of hasn't really gotten me anywhere. So if there is one thing that I wanted to change about 2023, it would be to just have a healthier mindset overall. In reality, my pessimistic side tells me that it's the same stuff, just a different year. And I still kind of believe that. But what I can change is my mindset. I can change my attitude about what's happening around me, even if I can't really control it. Obviously, it's not to say that everything will just suddenly get better come a new year or having a new mindset or attitude. There's always going to be baggage. There's always going to be hardships that will carry over regardless. And so I still want to do my part to continue having these conversations about what a lot of us go through. So for the main topic for today, I want to talk about social anxiety because it's something that I have a lot of experience with, and it's something that I'm still dealing with to this day. I want to talk about what it is, but more importantly what it isn't, because I feel that there's a lot of misconceptions about what social anxiety actually is. And so I want to do my best to try to dispel some of these myths as somebody who has gone through it and is still going through it. I also want to talk about a couple of concepts that directly relate to social anxiety, and also a take that might be a little bit controversial, but with the purpose of helping anyone that may be going through something similar. I think that it's easier to understand what social anxiety actually is by first talking about what it isn't, so that's what I want to discuss first. One misconception that I've come across a lot, one of the most frequent ones by far, is that social anxiety is just being nervous around people or in certain social situations or experiencing occasional nervousness or being shy, but in reality it's significantly more than that. Nervousness and anxiety is obviously extremely common and we all feel that sometimes, but it's like if you imagine an interview for a dream job that you've always wanted in which your anxiety level would probably be pretty high, and elevating that by about a hundred times, and applying that to most social situations that you're faced with. This is why I also don't like when people claim that they have social anxiety just because they sometimes get nervous or they're a generally shy person, because I feel like it just undercuts the severity of it and how it actually affects a lot of people's day-to-day life. I'll give you a real-life and personal example of something that I went through fairly recently. During the 2020 lockdown sessions, I practically didn't leave my house all but a handful of times. And since I was basically unemployed, I didn't really do anything. But around the beginning of 2021, I had to look for another job after being unemployed for basically a year. And just the thought of reintegrating myself into society after being away for so long quite literally terrorized me. After not really having much success with my job search, I eventually decided to go back to a retail store that I'd worked at two times previously. And so you would think that sounds pretty easy, but it was anything but that. Just walking into the store for my interview filled me with this extremely intense sense of dread. And seeing other people and knowing that I would soon need to interact with upwards of hundreds of people on a daily basis made me sick to my stomach. Even the interview, which was with somebody I had already worked with before and I was cool with, that alone was enough to nearly send me over the edge. And the thing is, I knew ahead of time that I would be interviewed with somebody I had already worked with, and even that still wasn't enough to alleviate this overwhelming doom that I had felt initially. So when I got hired again, it was probably about a week before I actually started, And that short period of time was easily one of the worst, most anxiety-ridden points in my entire life. I was genuinely psyching myself out so much and thinking of every single possible situation and circumstance, every single thing that could go wrong, how I was going to manage to interact with all these people every single day all over again, I literally couldn't sleep. Social anxiety can literally turn any social situation into your worst nightmare. Regardless of who or what or when or where, it can instill fear of social interactions, and it can make you feel like anything and everything that can possibly go left will go left, even though that's obviously not realistic. As a more generalized example, or depiction rather, of what social anxiety is actually like, I think this comment on Reddit summarizes it pretty well, and I'm significantly paraphrasing it here, but it says, Social anxiety doubts you and everything about you. It keeps you prisoner. It laughs at you and tells you nobody thinks you're interesting anyway, so why bother saying what's on your mind? It's like being in an abusive relationship with yourself, living in crippling fear of saying quote-unquote the wrong thing, or making people laugh at you because you're obviously a waste of human life. This fear wears you down until you give in to it before it starts. You stay home all the time, stop answering calls. You don't even want to go to the grocery store. You order things online because the thought of going outside makes your heart race with fear. You're alive, but you're not living. You exist, and you hate your existence because you feel you'll never be able to live like quote-unquote normal people. So if that doesn't tell you what it's like, then I don't know what else can especially the part about living like a normal person, because a lot of the time that's literally all we want to do, we being the people who are generally very socially anxious, but the fact that socializing is so difficult, especially being that it's something that we're supposed to be naturally good at, instinctively good at, it only makes it that much harder to deal with. At its worst, social anxiety can even induce panic attacks, which in my opinion is one of the absolute scariest things that can happen. Personally, I've never had a panic attack until semi-recently, where I got a new job at a big, pretty busy retail store, and on my first day of training, I was just left completely by myself on the floor. And when this happened, I started feeling so short of breath, I started sweating, and as the name implies, I started to panic, and after spending about roughly 10 or 15 minutes in the bathroom, I just decided to leave and I didn't look back. The most frustrating thing to me is that I've worked retail for so many years at this point, around 6 or 7 years. I've worked tons of Black Fridays and holiday seasons, so it's not like I don't know how to deal with large crowds of people, But I think that it just goes to show that nothing about who you are or your experiences or really anything matters when it comes to anxiety and panic. And I genuinely don't wish that kind of experience on really anybody. On a semi-lighter note, something that I actually do kind of like when it comes to the discussion of social anxiety is this relatively new concept of having a social battery. The idea is that everyone has their own unique social battery the differences between each person being how long your battery lasts in social situations, or how long it takes to recharge, so to speak, or what type of social environments cause your battery to drain either slower or faster. So when it comes to my social battery, I would say that it doesn't last very long, and it takes quite some time to recharge in pretty much any scenario. As an example, when I come home from my 8-9 to nine hour retail workday, after interacting with so many people all day long. The very last thing that I want to do is go to any kind of social event, or just about anywhere in public, even if it's with my friends or people that I know. And it's nothing personal against them, it's just that my social battery drains so quickly, and I need time to let it recharge before I can face another day. It drains even faster though when it comes to any social situation where there's people involved that I don't know very well or sometimes that I don't know at all, and when I pretty much have to interact with them at some point. I think a good example of this would be something like family gatherings, and this is kind of why I mostly don't attend them, and again, it's nothing personal. It's just that everybody has their own limits, and I think that it's a good thing that we're recognizing that our ability to socialize is finite, no matter how social of a person you are. Some people can just withstand a lot more than others, But by acknowledging our own limits and taking ourselves out of situations when that time comes, or avoiding them altogether if possible, we can at least make our anxieties a little easier to cope with. So when it comes to living with social anxiety and the ways that we can overcome it, I have some thoughts that I wanted to bring up, but I just want to clarify something before I do that. And say that as someone who has lived with depression and anxiety disorders for pretty much a decade at this point, I will be the very last person to tell somebody with a similar experience that it's all in your head, or that it isn't real, or that it's only about your mindset and nothing else, because it's factually not true and I don't want to get anything misconstrued. What I will say though is that I have notes in my phone that I read occasionally when I'm down, or feeling some overwhelming anxiety about something. I try to tell myself that I can and will do the things that I need to do. I try to fill up my time with as much activity as I can. I do all of these things because I want to harbor a more positive mental state within myself and I know if I put in the work then it will help relieve some of my worries as a result, at least to an extent. Basically all that is to say, I think there is some truth in that having a more positive mindset can be really advantageous in the long run. I'm not saying that this is some instant solution or something that's going to guarantee any results, but the truth is that it takes effort on our parts, and sometimes we need to help ourselves whether we want to admit it or not. Sometimes all we have is ourselves, and we don't have any choice but to take care of ourselves first, and at the end of the day we have to take care of ourselves first, but I do genuinely believe that there is a road to recovery for everyone, even if it's a little rocky along the way. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can follow or subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. You can also leave a rating or review if you want to. You can follow me on Twitter at Pod. And if you have any feedback, suggestions, any topic ideas, or pretty much anything, you can email me at Pod at gmail.com. But until then, I'll see you guys next week.